Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 7 of Kindled, a faith podcast. I'm so excited to have you all back this week and excited for what we have in store for us today. If you have any prayer requests, questions, or requests for new episodes, be sure to let us know either on our Instagram at Kindled Podcast or our Facebook page at The Kindled Podcast, and we'll get back to you. And with that being said, we're just going to go ahead and get started. And let's get our fire kindled. So over the past two weeks, God has really been dealing with me about accountability and what his word says about accountability. And I felt like that's what I needed to share with you guys this week. So a few days ago, I was talking with the Lord and he asked me, do you realize the severity of being prayerless? and talk about a heavy question (laughs) and as i began to talk with him about it and kind of ask more questions about what he meant and where he wanted me to read he began to deal with me and show me that prayerlessness is so much more than a matter of personal salvation and let me explain what i mean when i say this over the past few weeks in quarantine prayerlessness has been a topic that has been brought up countless times by the men of god and we've been focusing on repenting for our prayerlessness and receiving revelation about what it truly means to be in a state of constant prayer and pray without ceasing. And I think through that, I had allowed my perspective to get zoned in on me, myself, and I. And while not praying biblical prayers is a sin and it does affect our salvation, there's so much more to it than just us. And before we get into the thick of it, I have a couple scriptures that I want to read that are related to this topic of accountability and prayerlessness. And the first one is James. James chapter 4 verses 15 through 17. It reads in the KJV, For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So those verses tell us each and every day we should be seeking after the Lord's will in everything that we do. It's a matter of following the Lord's peace. And if we willingly choose to live according to our own will, not following after that peace, it is sin and we will be held accountable for the consequences of that sin. The next scripture I want to read is Luke chapter 12 verses 47 through 48. Just to give you a little bit of context of what's happening before these scriptures, Christ is talking to the disciples about the second coming. And of course he says, for no man knoweth the hour when he shall come again. But he's warning the disciples to be sober and vigilant and watchful and prepared. So starting with verse 47, it says, and that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. So again, we hear that there will be consequences for our lack of self-accountability. We, as the sons and people of God, have a greater responsibility and a greater level of accountability because we know better, because we've been told and taught how to pray. And should we choose to live below that level of accountability, there will 
will be consequences. My hyphen leader once said, if you fail to plan, then you have to plan to fail. If we choose not to plan, not to be prepared for that day, and not to submit our will to God's, then we're choosing failure, hardship, and the sinful way. As Matthew chapter 12 verses 36 through 37, it reads, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. This includes prayers. The word idle is defined as avoiding work, lazy, or to spend time doing nothing, which can also be described as prayerlessness. And the last scripture I want to read is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 8 through 10. It reads, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. A personal relationship with God is needed. It's necessary to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And we can't have a relationship with somebody that we don't speak to. And the way that we speak and commune with God is through prayer. And when we all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, each and every one of us is going to face the consequences of our actions or lack thereof based off of what the book says, not what we deem as good enough or acceptable or pleasing to God. We will be judged according to the word. So God asked me the question that I asked you all at the beginning of this episode. Do you realize the severity of being prayerless? He led me to those scriptures and gave me revelation about them. And then he told me this. Prayerlessness is so much more than just a matter of our personal salvation. If God calls on us to pray and we don't, then we are going to be held accountable for the lives that were affected because we didn't. If you are a baptized in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost-filled child of God, then you are held to a higher standard. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When we open ourselves up and allow God to fill us with the Spirit, then as the scripture says, we allow God to pray through us for situations and for people that we may know nothing about. Intellectually, it is impossible for us to grasp and know and understand everything that God would have us pray for. We are not God. We are not omnipotent. We are not omniscient. We can't see and know all. We are finite, limited, fleshly beings, and it is humanly impossible for us to pray as effectively lovingly, wisely, and truthfully as the Almighty God. John chapter 6 verse 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The spirit makes intercession for us by praying in tongues because we know not what we ought to pray for. But God knows exactly what to pray for, exactly what needs to be spoken, and exactly when it needs to happen. And he said, this is how severe it is when you don't allow yourself to be a conduit for my spirit and you don't preserve our relationship and that atmosphere of prayer each and every single day. We are God's plan for reaching the lost. 
Christ. The collective body of Christ's purpose is reaching the lost of this world. I cannot be a child of God and a self-preservationist. The moment that I am baptized in Jesus' name and born again, I inherit the burden of my Father for the lost. And here's how severe it can be when I choose to ignore that burden. If there is someone about to commit suicide, a teenage girl contemplating an abortion, a man about to overdose on cocaine, a child destined to become a prophet about to die from cancer, or any number of situations and circumstances, even the ones going through your head right now. And I don't keep myself in a spirit of prayer and allow myself to be a conduit for the spirit to pray and intervene and intercede on their behalf, then their blood is on my hands and I am held accountable for that on the day of judgment. So while prayer and spiritual warfare affects my personal salvation, it also affects the salvation of the lost. And to make that personal, we don't know on a day-to-day basis when one of our family members is heading towards a fatal car crash on their daily commute to work. We don't know when someone may be plotting to break into our homes or kidnap our children. And believe me when I say that while I know this is a very heavy message, I hope that you can see the trust and faith that we can have in prayer. Prayer works. It wouldn't be such an integral part of God's plan. And the devil wouldn't fight us so hard on it all the time if it didn't. And I know what some of you may be thinking or saying to yourselves, well, that's confusing and I don't understand. And I want to know what I'm praying for when I'm praying and it's just hard for me to pray in the spirit when I don't know who or what I'm praying for and I may never see the results of that prayer. But I'll be brutally honest with you. I'd much rather give in to the Holy Ghost, let God pray through me as the Spirit gives utterance, speaking in tongues, not knowing a single detail of whatever situation or whichever person he's moving on the behalf of, than to make it to that great day of judgment and have every detail of that situation be shown and explained to me and find out what happened because I didn't pray. So I don't want to know. If God doesn't want to tell me, then I don't want to know. I don't want that blood and the consequences of that prayerlessness to be on my hands. And I want to be accountable for myself now so that I don't have to be accountable for all those people and all those situations later. Prayer can mean the difference between life and death spiritually and physically. And I thank God that he doesn't place the burden of it all on our minds in having to explain every detail, every heartbreak, every dark hole he climbs into to get people out in order for the work to be done. And if this doesn't get me to stop caring about what anyone else thinks and be willing to pray and seek after God with a fire like never before, then I don't know what will. There is no plan B. If we aren't willing to pray and do as the Lord asks, then he will find someone else who is. He trusted in us and loved us enough and loved us enough to fill us with his spirit and let him in and let us in on being a part of his glorious kingdom. And I want to live worthy of that call. With him, we are strong enough. With him, we can do it. With him, the lost will be reached and saved. Psalms chapter 51 and verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. If we will just allow ourselves to be broken and be vessels for his spirit to flow, then his will will be done as easily on earth as it is in heaven and his kingdom will come. And I leave this with you that you might seek out this revelation for yourself 
yourself and allow yourself to be a conduit for the Almighty God. In Jesus' name.